Welcome to our podcast, Leadership Theater Unplugged. We are Alexander Meyer and Diana Bista. And together with our guests, we want to inspire and encourage you to rewrite your piece of leadership play. Listen to vulnerable and bloody honest stories of hard-winning and outstanding leaders. Learn about practical and powerful tools, tricks and hacks. Today you will meet Quentin Prattley. He is the founder and CEO of Flask. From the outside, his achievements at still a very young age look like a wonderful success story. But you will hear how his inner life has looked like. About his deep self-doubts, destructive beliefs and suppressed feelings of severe losses in his life. He has gone so far to offer his job and company to an external CEO. That has been a tipping point in his life that has made him rethink his own value and the value of his team members. This has changed his attitude, how he leads, completely. After finishing his high school degree in Germany, Quentin became a road constructor. He moved to the Congo to help building proper roads in a less fortunate country than Germany. Later, back again in Germany, he has studied industrial engineering while continuing to work as a road constructor. Coincidentally, he met a person from South Africa who has asked him to work for her. Seeing this as a chance to escape, he has taken that offer and has started to work for Flask in South Africa. Together, they have decided to bring the product to Germany, where he founded his own company at the age of 22. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next session. And uh, Alexander and, and I, we are very, very happy to welcome Quentin Prattley. Hello, Quentin. Hi. Hi, Diana. Hi, Alex. Nice to be here. Thank you. Hello to England. Thank you. Uh, England says sunny hello back. Quentin, when we first talked, I think it was uh, two or three weeks ago, uh, and we were a little bit uh, jealous because you were sitting on an island in the Caribbean, <laughs> and we were sitting here in, in cold Europe. Um, and uh, yeah, but, but why, why did we talk to you at all? So you were recommended to us um, as another interesting person to talk to. And uh, you were recommended uh, by Boris, Boris Balls. Um, we talked uh, to Boris in our first session. Uh, so yeah, we reached out. And what I found very, very interesting is that looking at you from the outside, And I, I don't know you quite well right now, but uh, for my first impression, and it seems like you are uh, incredibly young, you are attractive, you are successful, you run your own business since six years already. But when we talked, uh, you talked a lot about self-doubt and this fear of being not... Uh, professional enough or not being clear enough. So there was a point in, in your career where you said, um, I can't be the CEO of my company anymore because in my mind or in my head, I have the expectation that people want clear guidance. And you had the experience that you can't give them that, that guidance, that clarity. And um You, you went so far that you already searched for someone 
to uh, yeah to to offer your job to your own company you, you found it and that impressed me a lot and uh, I hope that we can talk a little bit about these these fears and how you overcame that fear because well actually you are still the CEO of your company but since then a lot changed. Um, This is yeah. what what I understood so far, and uh, I, I'm really looking forward to to getting more details on that interesting story. Yeah, thank you for these kind words at the beginning, um, and that, that's exactly the point because you said so many nice things about me, and always when you say something like that, it feels not nah, that that's not true. <laughs> so, so actually, that's pretty much um, what it's about. It's um, my very self-critic character in a way. And probably it has to do with my part of my history, my bi biography. But uh, you giving me that intro, it just feels, it feels weird. So, and that's basically what it's about. I don't feel successful. I don't feel good looking. I don't, I don't feel young as I, as you said. So, um, so that's, that's, that's actually the, the controversy that is in my, um, in my character somehow for whatever reasons. I'm 28. And when I founded um, this company, I was 22 and it was not like I do this and that business model. It just came up um, that we founded this company. It was not a plan. Um, before that I was a, I, actually was a road constructor. Um, so I just, we, we started this company not knowing a lot about everything and just having a lot of will to do something. And mm -hmm. yeah. what, what, was, what was your motivation to start this company? So if it wasn't uh, success or a big car or uh, big money, what was your motivation back then? Probably it was also to get appreciation respect. by other ones, respect, love, basically. I mean, to be seen to do something special, I think that was kind of a an attention back back then. Uh, so I always wanted to do a lot of stuff, take a lot of responsibility to be in a way seen uh, and to be a good person and to be lovable. Maybe you can just give us an overview of how did your journey look like so far to that point where you started that company. Before, okay. So I started uh, Flask, I think at the age of 22. And um, I wouldn't say there are certain tipping points, but it's a, it's a, it was like something between searching and escaping, I would say. I didn't like school at all. I, I hated, I just hated to do something that someone tells you to do and um, redo something and then be graded good or bad. I just detested it. But I somehow managed to do my um, high school degree in Germany, Abitur. And um, after that, it was clear to me, I must go out and do something I want to do. I don't want to um, study or do theoretical stuff. I just want to touch things, do things, change things, move things. And um, so that's why I decided immediately after school to to focus on um, on something proper combined with uh, a need to, to help I always wanted to to make other people happy, to to help and to to do good stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So maybe <clears throat> I wouldn't say I'm a, I'm 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 a great great person, but probably it was also the um, the wish to to be loved and appreciated. So um, I went to um, I went to Africa um, to do road construction there, 
And that's also the reason why I uh, decided to, to learn road construction. So I did that for a couple of time. My friends and uh, school colleagues, they went for studies. I went, I was in the bush in, in Africa, in Congo. So sure. you said that was your goal before you started learning road construction, that you wanted to go to Africa to do something good. So that was the motivation to start that? So I had this huge question in my mind, um, even when I was very young, why are we so fortunate in this in this area and why are other people so unfortunate in other parts of the world? So I wanted to discover that. So that was the, probably the, the will to discover that. And on the other hand side, to do something properly with my hands and not do theoretical stuff. I learned a lot um, back there also about helping others, about, about development work. It's not as easy as I thought I mean, it's not just they are, we are so lucky and they are so unfortunate and we just give them something and then it works out. It's much more complicated. So I realized that and um, and also I had many personal reasons to, to, to come back after a while and uh, to, to work in Germany as a road constructor in Berlin. And next to working fully, I, I, I wanted to fulfill the expectation of society to, to do a, st a proper study and to learn something proper. So I had a full-time job plus full-time study, um, which I didn't enjoy, but it was just because I wanted to have that paper and tell the people, okay, I'm a good guy. And I did, I did study economical engineering, um, which at that point sounded good to me because it's quite um, generalistic. It's a quite generalistic study. Um, but Quentin, Quentin, sorry to interrupt you again, but did, did you receive a feedback that someone said, oh, you're only a construction worker or something like that? So, or, or Because I think it's a huge step. You said you hate to do uh, theoretical stuff, to, to learn, to go to school, something like that. So what really made you go studying again? It's, I mean, it's not that I hate hate studies. Um, I just, if I don't see any sense in it, if I don't have a goal or something that I can move with it to just randomly learn stuff that is that I not necessarily need. Um, I like, I love to learn stuff that I um, yeah. that I'm interested in. But um, the system of learning something and reproducing it for someone to judge it afterwards, that was not my system that uh, really worked for me. And I couldn't build up um, passion to that. So mm -hmm. uh, never had before. If I have now a topic that I'm, I'm curious about, I'm excited about, I, I love to learn it. I love to consume it. I love to get better in it, but um, not be... The, 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 I think the big question also for studying or for all kinds of jobs is what's the motive behind it. And if the motive is to just get a degree because society or parents or friends or community is asking for it, um, I didn't enjoy it. I could do it, but it's not something that, that got into a, like a flow or into something positive. Um, so. Mm -hmm. So that was not really my topic. So, I, and I always wanted to add something to it because I, I never liked the idea to just study because I, I thought I'm just good if I do a bit more than everyone else, which um, is a great expectation that I have. Because you, Diana, you just asked the question: um, Did someone expect it from you? The funny thing, um, actually, nobody really expected it from me. I'm, I was quite. Um, independent when I was already quite young. Um, I didn't have a typical parenthood um, with parents that 
tell me, well, this is the way you, I'm a doctor and you have to be a doctor. And I didn't have all of that. So the expectations, they, they were inside me or are still inside me. And there's no person that would say something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be historically in the family over generations that's, that some dynamics um, increase and you have these expectations that are basically not yours, that come from your familyhood, but not someone telling you, okay, this is what I expect from you, do this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then um, to, to add something, yeah, I, yeah to, to not just study and not just work, I always needed to make make more to to feel seen by whoever i don't know <laughs> so th- there was somewhere a point in your life where you you had this moment to say somewhere there was a, a creation of an idea of building this product uh, what you are producing today and selling today and how did this come across how did this this happen that you actually you know from everything you said from building roads in, in africa coming back studying which is a kind of a journey i have to say it's quite interesting. And then to the point of, okay, now here is an idea. And, and I never had this big plan of building this company, but suddenly it was there. So how was that? So what was what was happening there? Yeah, interesting. It was not, I mean, it, it was not the product itself. And um, if I sum it up in my life, um, my, how to say, compass in life mm-hmm. was always um, people. And product is a, a product is a tool. And it also came up with people and my will to, do something. I think I always, I was quite sure that I'm not going to be a, a nine to five worker um, or do a job that's just nine to five and then I go home and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, I think I, I felt it always, but um, I didn't think in at the age of 22 that I'm going to start a company and be the CEO and mm-hmm. uh, do what whatever. Um, so how did it come to uh, founding of, of, of that company? Of Flask, I met someone that I really liked, and a person that um, that somehow saw something in me. I was 22, and um, I was in a very bad phase of my life. A bit of drama in my life, mm-hmm. uh, some um, some deaths, uh, very close people that uh, that passed away. Yeah. Um, uh, also my also my mum, and that was exactly that year where I was really down yeah. with all the other study and job. Um, and then um, very close people die, which is not only sad, but also there's a lot of stuff to to administrate. And exactly in that time of life, um, I was meeting someone from South Africa on a on a birthday party, actually, in Germany. And this person said, well, I have a company, come and work for me. And for me, in that at that point, I was with my studies, with my job, with that um all that administration, um, I was, oh, wow. It, it felt like a escape to, to get out of this mess and to mm. just start something completely new. And um, so um, after a while, I called this person when she was already back in South Africa and said, well, I thought about it. Um, I would like to work for you in South Africa. So there was one, this thing, Africa again, which always somehow had had an had a pull to me i was and, and and still is it is still my second home that continent and i'm sure very sure that there will be a time in my life again where i will be closer to this continent again um so one the love for this continent and then to do something completely new and a bit forget about what was going on before yeah it was kind of locking away yeah. a lot of stuff and just be 
a young guy that can do something and focus on something without all that other stuff in the back. Hmm. And um, yeah, so that's why I, I started working for them and they, they believed in me and they, but didn't really know what to do with me. So I started doing business development down there and um, learned how to um, produce bottles and stuff. So that product was based on that um, very hot market, South Africa. Uh, hot market cold drinks and um so i learned a lot about it and i could help them in in many ways so they asked me if i can do the distribution in the uh, in the us and um i thought about it and usually i would say yes but um i was not close to the us and um so i made them a different offer and said well i come from europe i come from germany we have a huge market and we we don't have such products i think it's a it, there's an opportunity and um back home talking with friends um we we said well that's that's a great opportunity and a good market and um, something that really adds value in our market because back then we only had these old styled uh, thermal bottles thermos cannon which uh, nobody really enjoyed which were leaking which were Ugly. Linked to ugly, uh, linked to tea, and uh, yeah, like a linked to old persons, like not professors cool or teachers. <laughs> not cool. Not cool. <laughs> not cool at all. <laughs> and um, so, so we had a, um, and we have that. Uh, we were at the beginning of the discussion. Well, we uh, we have to reduce our plastic. We have to have products that are that last very very long and I, I had all of that in south africa and so um it was actually a no-brainer to start it here so and um then i found a few people out of my um network friends that said well i believe in this as well and we shared like the different uh, capabilities so one guy was for the marketing one guy had a uh, was good in, in in distribution the other one good in design and I was the one with the product. So we were a founders group of uh, five people to start off. And uh, yeah, and then the journey started without really knowing what's up to us. We just said, okay, let's do it. And not really thinking about consequences and other stuff. We were just in for that idea to do something, to change something and to move something. And that, that was actually the motive behind it. And um yeah, as it is with founders, um, after a few months out of five, we were only two left. Um, because if you start a company, it's not like you can earn a lot of money. Uh, it's the opposite. You have to invest a lot of time and earn uh, basically nothing. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, as I was quite young and I didn't have a lot of other stuff um, to take care about, uh, like family or big financial um, overhead so I could stand the situation but I always had all the other stuff that was um, in my backlog still which I talked about before um, was always with me and is still yeah so, in your back um, in your backpack like stones in your backpack somewhere. in my back yeah because I as I said I just escaped from one point to another and that combination um, of lots of stuff lots of projects and that backpack is uh, not something that's um, that's enjoyable <laughs> it, yeah. it helps the self-doubts to to increase the self-doubts yeah. that i've been talking about before yeah that is interesting let's let's go to the self-doubts a little bit i can imagine you you started this company the start this company grew uh is now a very successful company everything you said is also influencing you as a leader right so you you have this backpack as well as a leader in your on your back 
So how was this backpack influencing your leadership? What what was actually in this backpack which maybe helped in your leadership or what was in this backpack which wasn't helpful for your leadership and was not actually really good for you or for others or for the company? Well, that's a good question, Alex. Um, I think the backpack everyone has, and I, I don't want to sort the, the stuff in the backpack into good or um, this is something bad in the influence it fact that i experienced it all influences how i act how i work how i influence people how i in that sense you would say how you lead and it always influences because mm -hmm. you always take yourself with yeah. no matter um no matter where and all that stuff that is in your backpack and as more as there's in your backpack and as more of that backpack is um, unclear and unsorted. Of course, it um, it influences the people in both ways. So mostly, if, if you are not fine with your backpack, you're not going to create a good situation for the people that work with you. Hmm. Um, and uh, the other way around, if you if you take care of your backpack and you sort out your backpack, it will it will help the people that that surround you in 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 working in personal life in in every situation. So it influences definitely. Um, if you say how, yeah, both ways. Good and bad. I mean, depending on how you take care of your backpack to be a good good person to work with. In our briefing, I and mean, we we talked a little bit about it, that that was not always so clear for you, right? So you were saying you looked a lot outside. Absolutely. Maybe you can tell a bit about that as well. And then there was a point that somewhere you realized it was a process or a moment or whatever happened. Then you actually said, "Well, there was a realization moment. I need to look completely somewhere different." Maybe you can you can you can explain a little bit how that was, how that journey was, and what was the realization and what happened there. I think it was a process of realization. There was not one moment, but mm -hmm. it um, as I as I progressed, as I got older, as I as my company grew, as my backpack grew, also, um, I I had a. I had a I had a thought. I'm not good, so I have to add something. I have to change myself. Hmm. I have to um, add a. I have to be like this and that leader. I have to take this leader style. I have to get a therapist to um, to to repair myself. Hmm. So my thinking was always from a point of this is wrong. Everything what I do is wrong, or everything that surrounds me is wrong, and I must change it. So where was this tipping point? Um, the tipping point, as as more I got deeper, deeper, deeper into this, brought me to a point where it was harder and harder and harder. And if I would have continued like this with that with that thinking, with that destructive and disruptive way, as harder as I worked on changing everything about me or about my surroundings, as as closer I got to this um, kind of dead end. So there the only way. Um, to get out of this was actually to change this this belief and um, to make it something different. Otherwise, um, I'm very sure that this company would be very unhappy. I would be very unhappy, and probably economically, it would be a mess as well. <laughs> yeah. If I feel inside, I know this for myself a little bit. I, I call it for myself uh, the feeling of not being good enough, never being good enough. You know, like comparing myself with others, comparing myself with. Um, other leaders, my own expectations with um, what I could have done, what others have done, why I shouldn't be, why I'm not like this. And I know it can be very stressful. It can be a constant battle with yourself. You, you, 24 hours, you're thinking, how can I improve? How can I be better? What do I need to change? How can I do this, this, and this? 
Um, and how how have you been able to step out of this loop? It's still a cha challenge. I think it's it's uh, the process is about gaining confidence to do it differently. And as more you see, oh wow, it works and it's okay, and it was not even a big of a struggle, and it's quite natural. You you start getting more and more confidence in it, and you start trusting this belief that you are fine and everything is fine, and actually the idea that basically everything is there so you don't have to add something so mm -hmm. before i was always trying to add and add and add and add and now i start realizing and uh, still in the process i'm not a hundred percent there yet for sure not um, but I, i i start realizing um through more and more situations where it works differently and the outcome is so much better the way to the outcome is also so, so much more enjoyable and um and playful and and as more as you create situation or as you experience situ situations like that um as more confidence you gain in uh, the process and and in you in, in yourself and um that's interesting and i as a person i'm i'm still very much on that way and our organization is it's basically the same It's um, and it's an up and down. Sometimes you have periods in, in in your organization where things flow and things things run, but then there's other days and weeks and periods and quarters where it might be different. And then being the person that is in my role, I must see okay, what do I have to do? Um, what space do I have to create for? The whole system to get into a healthy mm -hmm. situation again, to to be able to work naturally and not to be forced to work or to forced to move, so into more into a natural state. So, if if we would ask your your colleagues or your your employees, what would you say? How would they describe you, and how did they perceive this personal change of yours? That's a very difficult question, always. Um, but I think um, the people that are, that are working around me, my colleagues, they they always. I mean, we are we are social um, social beings, so we realize if someone is not in a good state and is very disruptive with himself we um we tend to suffer as well and especially if you are working as colleagues on projects on stuff i mean if one person suffers and um others feel it and they they start suffering as well so um that's what i mean with um healthy surrounding i mean it's our responsibility um to create a surrounding that is healthy for everyone because if someone is if some part of that organization is not healthy and not good the illness yeah starts starts going through the whole system and um, so of course my my colleagues um, saw it they probably weren't clear about it but now it feels like there's a start of a relaxation i was not blaming the outside i was blaming myself very heavily and um but realizing that if i blame myself the other ones feel that and if i have these high expectations towards myself even without talking about it um the people surrounding me They feel the same need to have the same expectations, the highest and whatever unachievable expectations that you can get. And so the people would tend to get into a yeah into a flow that is very destructive to themselves. That is very interesting. I mean, that is that is amazing what you just explained. You you described this so naturally, but just I try to put this little bit into 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 smaller chunks. If I understand you correctly, what you said is it's not that necessarily I have 
have used different leadership styles or different things what what in, in terms of tools or methods what what i hear from you is it was more a journey towards inside you more like if i personally change something inside me my own expectation about myself getting stressed about my expectation and anxiety whatever it's inside you This is also impacting people around me. If I say it or not, it comes from me and it impacts the others. And you know, to the point that they suffer as well. I suffer, but suddenly they suffer. Even if I don't want this, is whatever is inside me, it resonates outside and people will feel it. When I start to change and relax inside me with myself, with my expectation, the people surrounding me will feel this as well and get a different atmosphere and can relax. Even without making a big program, even making a without big change leadership program or anything, is it starts with inside you. This is what I hear from you. Is that is that right? Absolutely, but it's actually the conclusion, and you you summed it up very very well, Alex. Um, but I um, I must say I did all of that stuff. I I visited lots of programs. I read a lot of books, and it was also always the, the thrive to to change something, and then. Yeah, when I came back from trainings um, with very exciting stuff that I really enjoyed to to listen about, this was not like the study work. This was something I really I was really um, um, enjoying because it was good, and interesting stuff. But when I got back into my in business and I tried to apply it, never it never really worked because it was not coming from me. I was trying to to duplicate something um, or copy something that I that sounded great to me and I was excited about it, but I didn't find my connection to it. So how could I bring it healthily into into my organization? So usually when I tried to do this in the past, that didn't uh, didn't really work. This is where I um, I failed um, with all these great books, tools. Um, techniques, uh, modern leadership stuff, uh, seminars, trainings, all that I try to consume to um, to be a better person, not really starting with myself. So obviously, at some point of time, you, you started to change something. And maybe you can explain a little bit, was there something that initiated that change? And, and what changed within you, within your team, within your company? Maybe you can share some, some insights on that. I mean, we, we had a, the first years of our, of our business was years of, of massive growth and it never felt good and comfortable. So it was, it, it always felt like, okay, we, we don't take ourselves with. So we lose the people. We, we are not doing this together. It was just, From the outside, okay, we grow another 100%. Um, how can we work through this? But it always, everyone was in a way suffering. And I, as more as we grew, as closer I got to this dead end, which led to a decision that, because obviously I thought I'm absolutely not the right one to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm too bad at, at everything. And the only solution for this company in my responsibility that I have for this company is to, to look for a proper CEO um, to, to hire, hire that CEO. And that process was kind of interesting. So my goal was to give the team proper leader that gives them clear announcement. This is the way to go. And I, I, I was sure, okay, my responsibility is to, to look for a person like this for them to be able to work better. Because obviously everybody in that organization, at least I felt, was um, not happy and um, not doing good. And so um, I went into this process and I uh, was looking for someone to, to take over the decision to say, okay, I'm going 
felt relieving at the first point. Looking back, it it was kind of a escape. Um, so, Your but pattern. at the beginning, it was a pattern, yeah. So, <laughs> but it felt relieving. So, um, and I, I went into this process looking for uh, for people, and um, it was interesting. There was many interesting people that were interested in my job, and I couldn't really believe it. Really big CEOs and with with a great great history, and I was like, okay, how how is this possible? I mean, my my little stupid company, my stupid job, and they want to want to have my job. Wow! And um, when I got closer to many of those people. I realized, oh wow, okay, they they are not so special as I thought, <laughs> and I'm not as stupid as I thought, <laughs> which was kind of interesting. <laughs> um, and the other thing was, um, there was one particular uh, person that mirrored to me, well, you're doing an, a great, great job, and even though I, I'm I'm interested in your company and I would like to do the job, I think the best for the company would be if you stay there. You've got everything that's needed. And this is uh, the first point when I realized, oh, well, uh, maybe I have it and we have it. We don't need to add an external super CEO um, to this company. Maybe we can achieve it ourselves. And um, this was kind of a tipping point. So I started to, okay, well, this is maybe not the way. Maybe this would have been too easy to find someone because I, I really tried to find someone very hard, but no one felt as good as I could give them the responsibility uh, over the wonderful people that are in this in this company because they are the ones that made the company where it is now. It was not me, the big visionist that created this. It was the combination of us people that came together and um, created what is there now. I was maybe the one that has the first impulse, but everything that we have now is... Um, is a combination of the people that's been working on it. And um, so if I would have gone out of this equation, it would be something completely different. I wouldn't say it would be worse or it would be better, but it wouldn't be the company that it is now or it wasn't back then. Um, so to me, this sounds a little bit like after you searched for so long only for the failures and mistakes and things that you think aren't that good enough, you started to search for some treasures inside of you, some good things and the positive parts. At least I'm respecting myself or I'm accepting myself for what mm -hmm. I am and who I am and um, what I think. So The one thing that I never thought I could achieve being the leader is, is clarity. I'm very scared of clarity. At least this is what I think. Um, but to realize that the clarity is, is there and I just must find a way to communicate it. But to be able to find the clarity, you first have to accept what is there. And I never did that before. And, and do you mean by clarity, giving perspective, showing the people the way, what to do next, where to go? Or what exactly do you mean by clarity? Yeah, especially, I mean, um, if, you, if you take the general role as the, as the CEO or the leader, it's, the, it's that person that, that says, okay, this is the way we go and everyone, please follow. I know where to go. And I had the feeling or I felt under pressure to, to be like this in a way, to tell them, okay, this is the right thing. Um, people, let's go that way. And it was kind of also what I at least thought the people would ask from me. And um, 
of course I couldn't gain it because I would have had to pretend that I know something that I really don't know. And I couldn't even think about uh, saying, hey, well, I don't know. If I think about uh, um, saying I don't know three years ago, it would, um, it would feel like a complete failure. Mm-hmm. So now what changed is, and this is about accepting what is in you, to feel comfortable saying I have no freaking idea what's going on. But let's make a plan. Let's get together and see what we can decide for this company. And what changed within your team and with the people when, when this came clear to you? When we, when we changed, it was, it was kind of, um, for some people, it was um, relieving to be clear about, well, we all have the responsibility and not only that one guy named the leader or whatever, And on the other hand side, for some people, it's challenging because they have to do the same process as, as, as I do. And uh, usually, if you're not trying to find the solutions outside, uh, you want to find them inside, it can be very painful um, because, mm-hmm. um, because there's you with all your weaknesses and all your pains and uh, all your traumas. And, um, with a heavy backpack. With the heavy backpacks. And I, I would say everybody in his way or her way has backpacks like that and they they might differ about what is inside but there's always backpacks usually but quentin a few minutes ago you you draw this picture of this illness yeah this illness uh, that spreads throughout the whole system so if you don't start uh, healing yourself as the leader you won't stop this illness right so what what changed after that do you have some some examples probably yes i mean um we have there's there, there's many examples so we were talking about clearness so we, we're talking about a leader must give the vision and i mean things like that they naturally came up because then we started working together and talking about what's really going on with all our um, vulnerability and all the pains that we have, we could talk about uh, what's really important. Um, and the, the thing is, we realized, well, the clarity, the vision, the goals, the everything that we were looking for before, it's, it's all there. But um, we were not able to, to lift it before because we were, um, we were neglecting it in a way. And it, of course, it started with me. But um, you, you you said illness, so I got a picture that that came into my mind. I mean, it's 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 we are we are all connected. I mean, we are human beings, so we are we feel if something goes wrong. Of course, if someone is ill, it spreads. If someone is happy, clear, and aware of himself or herself and, and accepting herself, it also spreads. So everything you give into a organization or a crowd of people it somehow uh, involves the whole thing if mm-hmm. it's good or bad we value ourselves for for who we are each of us we are a very diverse team and this is actually what is um what is so special before that we were div- a div- very diverse team and uh, not understanding each other especially me not thinking being good um, was was very difficult because um, um, if you if you if you say something to five people, there's five complete different opinions. 
So this is um, so now we start really talking with each other and understanding start understanding each other and this is a great power that that involves and um, that gives me the security for the future if I I mean the markets the world the business it's it's very insecure everything especially these days we are very it's very clear that we live in a VUCA world that yes. many people have talked about before. Now we start knowing what this is going to be. Um, I think the whole whole world. And um, the only thing that really makes me feel comfortable being being um, responsible for a for a business for for a few people um, is to know that we work with each other without masks, very authentic and um, open for one common goal. I don't really care. Um, of course, I care um, what's going on in the outside. But this, that I know that we're working together like this, gives me the security that this is that everything is going to be fine. I have no idea. Maybe next year we we're gonna sell something completely different, or we we are a completely different company. That might might happen because um, things change a lot in the outside. But um, but if we work together. In a good way with each other, there's basically nothing that can happen to us. So this gives me the biggest security um, to look forward and to go to bed um, comfortably and wake up comfortably. <laughs> that is yeah. really, really interesting listening to what you say because you know I did some some journey notes here, some bubbles, and just I, I try to I try try to to summarize what I have understood. What you said is before it was is you. A lot of responsibilities on your shoulder. I must know. I need to create this credibility. And maybe I'm not good enough to do this. Maybe I don't have all the answers. I need to do better. I need to learn how to be more clear and know everything and all that stuff. And then there was this realization point of, you know what? Somewhere I need to accept myself as I am. I don't need to be better, better, better. I am probably good as I am. I need to look inside. And there's a lot inside me. And then there is this big step of saying, you know what, guys? I don't know. I don't know. And, you know, I, and I don't have the feeling I must know because that is a really pressured, strong feeling with a big, heavy weight on my shoulder. And what the interesting part is, it suddenly with this, it becomes not you having all the solutions and I have the vision. It becomes a we. It becomes, let's find it out together. Let's let's discover it together because I don't know. I cannot wear the mask of I don't I'm knowing all the time. So but the moment of saying that, saying I don't know, let's discover it together. We have all different skills, all different experiences, we are so diverse. Um, and I trust me and myself that we're gonna find it out, even if I don't know yet. This is what I hear. What what this is so that was this sounds very powerful. Is that does it does it is it right? Is it does it fit? Yeah, it, it sounds it sounds great. Your, your your sum up. Before that, it all felt wrong. What we did, we somehow survived and we we did good business. Um, and but it never felt it never felt integrated. Never felt like we 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 could take ourselves with. It felt wrong. So people around me, they would make bypasses and they would they would somehow do it differently. But it never felt that we did it together. So now. Um, we start doing it together, and this is the start of really gaining power in, in in this organization. Before that, it all felt like you said, Diana, sick 
or the growth felt painful mm. and very tough. And um, actually now we are in the sixth year and um, we did economically, we did a great thing. Um, so the numbers are super over the past years. Um, but for me, it feels that now we start a proper organization. And um, this is a big relief because before it, it, it just didn't feel right. It, it was always a pain. It was painful. It was I didn't feel right in place. We were fighting. We were doing weird politics. And now as we are start losing our mask and talk more about what is really going on and what is really important and really say, okay, no, I don't, I have no idea. This is fine. Okay. Still, we have to make a solution. So who has an idea? And this is actually now the start of, of our startup that is, yeah, that that is not a startup anymore um, um, by by revenue, but um, now we start really working together, um, and now it starts feeling good, and now it starts making fun, and um, this is great, and I'm very happy that I I can experience that because imagine I I was on the on my way out here, mm. and not only yes. me, yeah. it happened it happened to many many of of the core team. Um, most of the people were at a certain point where they were about to go. I, they were say, okay, I don't, I, I cannot go further. And this is also a, a great realization. Whenever you at the point where it, you think, okay, there's no way to go further. I'm so scared to go further. I cannot stand it. It's not going to work. This is exactly the, the point where if you go further, you're going to grow. Mm. Because what would have happened to me if I left this company and I left it alone, I have no idea. It wouldn't have changed anything. So I wouldn't have grown and probably the company as well wouldn't have grown. So it is always going through these things that feel like it's the worst in your life that you could never stand. If you go into this pain and it's, it's, it's hard, it's, um, it's very beautiful if you go through it. <laughs> and, um, and yeah and Quentin I, I think this is such a beautiful imagination hearing you saying that you are right and you are in the right position in the right place within your company and suddenly everybody else felt just right And it is okay being there and doing the best you can to, to manage that business. And obviously you, you were successful all the time, but now everyone has this really feeling that he's in the right position. And I remember when we first talked that um, you said that although probably the, the requirements to job description changed or uh, we, we need people doing different things within the company, that you create new jobs for that person as long as this person fits to us in general from a cultural fit, from a personal fit, we, we search for, for a new position for that person. And yeah. I think this is really, really, uh, it, it is completely different to, to what we see in, let's say, typical companies where it is so uh, clear that you have to fulfill a certain job, uh, certain tasks and so on. Um, 
and where you and, press you know, people like into job descriptions. You you try to press people Do into job really? descriptions or or yes, find yeah. try to try to find people who fit into a job description. I think I mean what's I mean what's what's the goal in in a company? And uh, it's it's might sound a bit um, esoteric or or spiritual. touchy feeling or whatever yeah. spiritual, yeah. but I but my purpose to wake up is um is not i mean i don't i don't feel very happy if i see great numbers i i see i i feel happy but it's it's gone after a few minutes but what really makes me happy is that we are all somehow happy here so and um and this is this what we do here the product the company is just an outcome of all these people that working together so everyone that is starts being part of our team changes the company in his way so if I push someone to to be something that he he or she isn't, that that wouldn't work in a in a scenario like this. So one can only be very good and very special about stuff if you really do it your way. So I have been talking about myself before with this mindset that I had, with this disruptive mindset. I th I thought I'm no value for this company, but based actually I I wasn't a real value because I was not taking out my value. And this you can you can put it to to everyone in a company, and it, there's no matter if it's a C-level management or if it's um someone in the in the in the warehouse. There's no difference. So the biggest work that was done before was to be part of this this community and to start losing your mask and this is the, the biggest biggest value and if someone then says well i'm i want to do something completely different um yes please do it um and it will be a value to the company anyways because we have the same motive we want to of course move this company forward so it will be something that helps the company or even not, even if it helps the people. If someone comes to me and says, well, finally, um, I want to do um, something that I always wanted in my life and um, I have to go travel the world. I say, yes, how great. <laughs> so I, I really, I, I feel joyful and not be, oh, oh, shit, I lose someone and I have to replace someone. Before that, it, I felt like this, but I would neglect it. I would say, okay, now this is not professional I wouldn't show my positive affection to this person because this is not what you do. You, you're not happy if someone leaves the company, but I'm happy if someone leaves the company that moves further on his own or her own way. So this is something that, that we can be proud of as a company and a community to be part of that process of someone to do what he or she really wants to do. What a great story. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing it. Um, Alexander, I think we, we have to come to an end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shall What we do you... a little wrap up, yeah. a little sum yeah. up? Who wants to share first? Well, I think it's it's an amazing story. Uh, it's difficult for me to pick only a few highlights <laughs> out of the story. Uh, I think it's yeah this starting to respect yourself, love yourself, um, also open up be vulnerable so i think you you showed us very lively how big the impact is doing this as a leader of a whole company and what you can change by doing that and of course it is such a big step and such a painful step realizing that but also yeah something very powerful um And I really like your your attitude or your opinion on 
um, so it's it's not about the product and I think especially entrepreneurs they are crazy about their products <laughs> yeah so uh, I, I think this is really surprising to me that you're so clear on that that it's it, it doesn't matter so probably if uh, next year you start selling a different product it doesn't matter because you say it's it's about the people and um, yeah well I think uh Uh, this is also um, such a wonderful uh, picture. So seeing your team, your, your organization really as, as a as human system, as social beings that are interconnected and there's energy flowing within the system and you as a leader can, uh, can steer this energy. You can pull it out of the system or you can... Yeah, you can push it in and just empower the people to to create energy on their own. And I think, um, yeah, uh, this is really really great and and so, so wonderful. And um, I'm I'm so happy to hear that uh, finally you 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 found this way to this um, this yeah feeling that you are just in the right place and. Um, creating that energetic social system you're working in and also being successful, you know, although this isn't the most important part for you. But yeah, so very, very inspiring. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, I, I, I must say, I mean, um, I love the products that we make, but it's just an outcome of what we create in this group. So it's, 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 it's a passion about the products that are our outcome. And it's a way to inspire people, um, our customers with our products, but it's um, the base is not the product, even though mm -hmm. the idea of founding a company was the product. Alex, what were your insights? Yeah, I was, I was really just, just listening to what, what was the most, what was most resonating with me. Everything you said, uh, Diana, I don't want to repeat this. This is absolutely, um, I, I, I copy this and underline this, but there was something which resonates a lot with me, which was we are so used to compare ourselves with an outside world you know, promoted by the media, by advertisement, how we should be, how, what we should wear, how we should look like, what we should think, what we, how we should behave, how a leader should behave, how we as a mother or father or whoever we should, we should be. And there was something you said is the, the key, the breakthrough for me was actually to look inside me and say, what do I have actually inside me? I don't need to be somebody else. What is actually there already? And the key, what I've taken away is go through this sometimes painful journey with, you know, as you said, challenges, go, don't escape, don't run away, go through this and say, I need to learn to show myself and not being somebody, not wearing a mask, pretending I know everything or I can do everything in terms of, you know, I can do it alone and I have all the answers to say, no, actually, honestly, I don't know. And that is what is inside me. I'm not pretending anything here. I'm not, don't want to be the super leader who knows the clarity the direction or the answers and the wonderful thing what happened from that point on when that happens is suddenly i connect to people around me suddenly it becomes a we not an i journey sometimes so suddenly i feel i can i can trust whatever happens around my me and my organization i trust we will cope with it whatever it is i'm sure i don't even the product of tomorrow but i i'm so sure we find our way through and with this with this moment i'm of looking inside, accepting what is there, taking the mask off and releasing it to the outside, showing it to the outside. That's me. And so many things can happen. So many nice things can happen, which wouldn't happen without that. 
um, yeah, that makes me that what, made me really think. Wonder, wonderful words, uh, Alex. You 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 brought it together in a, in a very wonderful way. And when I hear you speaking, um, it's it feels very in a way relieving um, because if everything is there, there's nothing we have to really threaten about. This is actually, if I think it bigger, and we have one big threat next to Corona. That's the climate the climate issue that we have. We have a goal that we will have to achieve together as a global society. And if I see what's happening in my little microcosmos, if we start being authentic, if we start taking our mask off, and we are only at the beginning, I would say, but if I see the impact of only the beginning, um, it could be so wonderful and powerful um, if we if we create more of this in this world. And so I'm. this is why I'm very, very, very thankful um, that you guys, that you two came up with this idea to to approach a topic like this, um, that makes me very, very happy and relieved that um, there can be more and there will be more if people like you um, bring it bring it out there and um, yeah uncover it. That's what we hope for. That would be really great. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thank you, Quentin, so much. And I think there's nothing to add. That was a wonderful ending for our episode. So thank you for your time, sharing your story. And uh, it was really a pleasure. Thank Mm. you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me.